Hello, I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode one half. One half. One half. The half episode that basically is designed to give everybody either an introduction or an update or maybe some key pieces of information that you didn't know towards Green Lantern in general. Yeah, we figured putting this at the beginning of our show run would help out anybody who's looking to jump on to Green Lantern now, and might also help you not to be spoiled for future conversations we have in upcoming episodes. So without further delay, I'm going to give a brief synopsis of what a Green Lantern is. And then Dan's going to follow up with... Oh, you want me to finish? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be explaining the emotional spectrum as well as the entities that come out of it. Okay, to start off the rundown, the basic premise of Green Lantern is that people that can overcome great fear are given a Green Lantern ring that responds to their willpower and can create anything that they can imagine, as long as they have enough willpower. The rings are weak to yellow. However, now, since they know what the weakness is to yellow, they can overcome that weakness if they can overcome their own fear. Now, the rings used to have to be charged every 24 hours, but the updated concept is that now they just have to be filled when they need more energy. As Dan mentions, it's like filling up a gas tank. When the gas tank goes low, you have to fill it with more energy. (laughs) Yeah, because you got a special little battery there that is linked to the main power battery that is linked to Oa. Oa is the center of the universe where the guardians of the universe hang out. The Guardians of the Universe are the little blue guys that hand out all the rings to all the Green Lanterns. The reason they do this is because they want to weed out chaos from the universe. They want everything to be organized and orderly. Now, before the Green Lanterns, the Guardians had created the Manhunters, which were robots that had no emotion. The Guardians figured that by having no emotion, they would be able to do a better job at bringing order to the universe. But that didn't really work out too well because the Manhunters went and massacred basically an entire sector. But we'll get into that at a later date. So Earth's first Green Lantern was Alan Scott, but he doesn't fit in with the rest of the Green Lanterns, and I'll go into that in a little while. The first Green Lantern that was actually a part of the Green Lantern Corps was Hal Jordan, who was a test pilot. He was given his ring by Abin Sir who crashed his spaceship on Earth, the ring went to Hal because he had the ability to overcome great fear. The next Green Lantern of Earth was Guy Gardner, who was a... At the time, wasn't he, um... A gym coach? He was either a gym coach or a... Was he a lawyer? <laughs> was he? In the uh, in the old stories, he was definitely a gym coach. We'll go with gym coach, and like now he's a bartender. That works. Yeah, we're not really sure what Guy Gardner did originally, but now he is a bartender on the planet Oa, at the center of the universe. The next Green Lantern was John Stewart, and he is an architect. Dan, you know anything else about John Stewart? He's a military man. Was he was was he in the Marines? He was in the Marines. 
he's the only one from Earth who's served in both the Green Lantern Corps in each of his incarnations and in the Dark Stars, which is basically a powered-down version of the Green Lantern Corps created by the Controllers, who were, uh, they're, I think they're technically, like, the cousins of the Guardians. That sounds about right. Later on, Hal Jordan basically gets infected by something called Parallax, which I'm sure Dan will go into in a little while, mm-hmm. which ended up causing the destruction of the entire Green Lantern Corps, save for one ring that is passed on by Ganthet, the Guardian, to one Kyle Rayner, who was known as the Torchbearer because he was the only Green Lantern for a while until he was able to resurrect the core later on. Now all these Green Lanterns are from Sector 2814. That is the sector in which Earth resides. There are 3,600 sectors in total, and in the current stories, there are two Green Lanterns for every sector, giving us 7,200 Green Lanterns, with the exception of Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner, who are special cases. They are in the Green Lantern... Honor? Honor Guard. The Honor Guard. Yeah, they're just, they're roaming sectorless troubleshooters, basically. And they get, they get to boss everybody else around. That's probably why Guy Gardner has enough time to run a bar. Yeah. Now, all the rings, when they're seeking a new host, they are guided by a planet-sized Green Lantern, who is known as Mogo. Mogo has the ability to create illusions on his planet, so Green Lanterns go there to train from time to time. Mogo is the planet. Yeah. Recently, a new concept in the Green Lantern mythos is the Alpha Lanterns, which is basically a combination of a Green Lantern and a Manhunter. They take Green Lanterns that are... What's the term? They are really into justice? Yeah. What's the tagline for an Alpha Lantern? You mean what they say or what the thing says when it's recruiting them? Uh, what it says when they're recruiting them. It, it says something like you have the ability to enforce justice or something like that. Okay, we'll go with that. They're basically internal affairs for the core. Yes. And they all have to go through a special transformation that combines them with Manhunter technology. That's one line I won't forget. They're all getting operated on, and there's just a voice that says, prepare for cosmic surgery. Yeah, you never want to have to go through cosmic surgery. Possibly cosmetic surgery, but not cosmic. Yeah, it's similar. There's more floating involved in cosmic surgery. (laughs) And lots of green energy. Yes. If you want a lamp in your chest, have cosmic surgery. (laughs) Now, the one last topic that I'm going to touch on is they merged Alan Scott with the Green Lantern Corps back in issue 19 of the third Green Lantern series. It was a special anniversary issue. They explained how centuries ago there was a Green Lantern from Sector 2814, our Green Lantern sector. His name was Yalin Gurr. He was a dragon-looking humanoid, and he was using his Green Lantern ring to subjugate the people of China, was it? I think it was China. Pretty sure it was China. And they didn't have anything yellow, but they had wood. So the Guardians changed the weakness of Yalan Gur's ring to wood 
so that the people of China could rise up and beat this Yalan Gur. So Yalan Gur, now he's all beaten and bloody and everything, and he flies into space, and in his weakened state, he basically merges with something called the Star Heart, which is something that the Guardians created. They took all the random magical energy in the universe and they combined it into this one item called the Star Heart to try and banish it from the universe. But then it merged with Yalan Gur and crashed on Earth, later to be found by Alan Scott, who carved it into a lantern and basically has magical Green Lantern powers with a weakness to wood. He spent most of the 1940s operating as... Earth's first Green Lantern. Correct. Okay, Dan, that's all I got. Up to you. Okay. All right, we're going to take a look at the emotional spectrum. As Jim said, back in the day, there were, well, three of the requirements for using a ring were that you be strong-willed, you'd be able to overcome fear, and there's the weakness that the ring couldn't work on yellow. And it was a pretty random weakness at the time. A few years back, writer Jeff Johns took over the title and wanted to expand the mythology, make it more cosmic. He defined the green energy as being literally pure concentrated willpower. Up to this point, some writers would call it light, others would call it plasma, they never really cared to nail it down. From there, it was a pretty logical leap to say that yellow energy would be concentrated fear, explaining the yellow ring that Hal's main enemy, Sinestro, had been using for decades. Sinestro, he used to be the greatest... Green Lantern in the core until he began using fear to just kind of, he would subjugate his home world. And eventually he got arrested, he got stripped of his title, jettisoned into, it's not clear why, but they jettisoned him into the antimatter universe of Quard as punishment. And, I don't know, I'll just lock the guy up. I thought uh, they sent him into the power battery. I think that came later. Okay. Because that's, yeah, that had to be later, because that's. Oh, you're talking about. The ring. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, he went to Quard, he met up with these guys called the Weaponeers who could build any weapon, basically. And he got them to build him a yellow power ring. And after a long time, Sinestro went on to build his own core armed with similar fear-powered rings. And thus the Sinestro core was born and went to war with Green Lanterns. Now this concept opened it up to an entire emotional spectrum. Based off of that Roy G. Biv color chart, you've probably seen if you've ever taken an art class, where different emotions were literally power with corresponding colors. You know, red is rage, orange is greed, yellow and green are fear and willpower, blue is hope, indigo is compassion, and violet is love. Something that a lot of people point to the first time they hear this is that willpower isn't an emotion, which actually was done on purpose, since the Guardians chose the emotionally neutral center of the spectrum, because the further from the center you get, the more chaotic the power gets. And if you go all the way to either end, to love or hate, then the ring just completely takes you over, basically. Something that does happen is that if there's enough ambient energy from one part of the spectrum coming together, it can essentially come to life and become a sentient being. And we've seen this twice with Parallax, who's this giant bug-like fear monster. <laughs> And Ion, who he looks like a gigantic space whale made of willpower. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> he does look like a space whale. Yeah, I'd like to just lie on his back and just swim around space. I wonder if he sings space whale songs. What's interesting is that 
the behavior, I didn't even realize this until I went to do this, but what's interesting is that the behavior of these two matches their place in the spectrum. Both can in inhabit the body of a living person, and if Parallax inhabits your body, it can flat out take you over, which can make it a literal interpretation of someone being driven by fear. Whereas since willpower is neutral, Ion can lend you its power, but you're completely on your own to figure out how much power you actually have and how to use it. Well, that's interesting, just for a really quick speculation. If yellow is just right next to green on the emotional spectrum, then one would have to wonder how much control a red creature would have over you. Oh, that would... Yes, well, it's been way too early so far to see any other entities emerge from the spectrum, but I can't imagine that's not where they're going. Oh, one other thing that I think it should be mentioned, I don't know if you were going to say this, but if you look at the emotional spectrum, the opposite ends seem to correspond in terms of opposites, whereas hatred is the exact opposite of love, Yeah. greed is the exact opposite of compassion, and hope is the exact opposite of fear. Yeah, which leads us, we'll get into this in a future episode, but which leads to some very interesting speculations in terms of not only how each power works, but how they would interact. Right. That's all for my notes. Awesome. Okay, everybody, this was just planned to be a quick episode to give you an introduction, so I think we can end this early. Yeah, and you know what? Something I was thinking, maybe say maybe like in a year or something we should do a second installment of this to try to expand on what we know already because i can't imagine there won't be a hell of a lot more to, to cover come the end of 2009 yeah that's probably a really good idea actually so this is the end of part one look for part two in a year yeah but we'll have more episodes before that oh yes so Tune in next week, and we'll have Green Lantern Secret Origin as a discussion. I think we'll finally be on episode one. Yes, we'll finally have made it to episode one by then. We won't trick you. There won't be any, like, episode point. I, it'll be one. <laughs> no episode three quarters. Uh... Oh, boy. You can go to our website at www.lanterncast.com. And if you'd like to contact us to tell us how much you love episodes that aren't full numbers, you can email us at lanterncast at gmail.com. Yes, they can. And if you would like to participate in our forums, too bad. I was going to say, we have one? No, no, not yet. I wanted to get everybody's hopes up and then bring them crashing down. You got my hopes up and crashed them down. I hate uh, you. We'll have forums soon, I think. I, I can't imagine we won't. <laughs> yes, we have a few people out there that are enthusiastic about the podcast, and we want them to have a place to talk. Yes, and we're very happy with the feedback we've already received. I personally thought it was going to take us a lot longer, like another episode or two before we actually started getting this kind of reaction, but thanks to everybody who's given us a try so far. Yes, thank you very much. That's awesome. It's very good for our egos. It keeps us living for another day. <laughs> okay, I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And thanks for listening. <laughs>